This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to hear more information about what you hear during our show today, for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva office number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us on our website at www. Dot Kramer Investment Services.com, it's spelled K R A M E R. And while on our site, you can view the past couple of shows that we've done here by clicking on both the media library and radio tabs. Subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify can view all of our past shows. Feel free to reach out to us, we're here to help. Our topic today is going to be market volatility. Over the past a couple of weeks, we've seen quite a lot of up and down movement in the stock market. In fact, it's been over the past couple of months. The months of the month of September was a bad month in this year, where we saw uh, the market dip a couple of percentage points due to the government debt default conversation in Washington, as well as the continued rise of inflation. Uh, but before we get into this topic and how do we manage market volatility in our lives, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for asking, Jim, and thanks for having me on your show today. This sounds like you've got a good one lined up. There's been a lot of craziness out there with the market, the economy, inflation, uh, you name it. And we're in Medicare open enrollment, so people are thinking about healthcare uh, issues right now too. So uh, there's a lot to deal with. But I personally have been great. I really love this time of weather, uh, our time of year, and weather this time of year, I should say. And you know, football. We talked a little bit about that before the show. Um, really, just enjoying it. Got to see my parents this weekend and my hundred-year-old grandfather, Grandpa Bob. He, he had a stroke and he's already up and walking around with his walker. It's unbelievable. Oh gosh, I'm sorry to have, hear this. When did he have that? Uh, about three weeks ago. And the doctor said it was a miracle how quickly he's recovered. He's a hundred. Well, that's good. You have good genes, Tony. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're better than Levi or Wrangler. My genes They're Those are good genes, but I'm bumped, right? Yeah, that's really good there, Tony. Good, I didn't know. good start. Crickets are a rim shot, either one. Well, and I know you're happy because I knew that yesterday because I know you're a diehard Vikings fan. I am. One, and and that time, this time of year, it always puts a person in a good mood if your football team is doing well. Well, and just the fall in general. But I know this is a busy time of year for you as a financial yes. services professional, isn't it? Absolutely. Lots of discussions going on with my clients and 
Front and center is our topic today, Tony, and market volatility. I have these discussions regularly with people, but especially as we're going through it, it's always good to have that continual reminder so that we have a good plan in place as to how to interface with market volatility, which is, you know, it it comes and goes, but it happens. And it's not a matter of when it happens. It's it, it's it, it's not a matter of if it happens. It's a matter of when. Well, yeah, there you go. And so uh, th- that's right. And uh, just uh, with everything out there, uh, you want to talk about uh, really what's happening. And uh, so many people have their uh, retirement funds tied to the market. I mean, with a 401k or an IRA or 403b, uh, what have you. And so market volatility can really uh, play havoc or wreak havoc, I should say, can it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, younger investors, uh, market volatility should not be a problem because of their long time horizons. But for many retirees, uh, it is an issue. And in today's world, we've got so many retirees with money in stocks, much more than their risk tolerance would allow for, because simply put, interest rates are so low that where else are many investors to go these days? So yeah, it's a big discussion. People get very nervous about it. And it's a topic topic we we can't avoid. We have to put it front and center. Um, but you know what? Before we get into how do we you know solve this dilemma, or at least attempt to solve this dilemma, I want to just do a brief uh, stock market update if you, if you have the time, Tony. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Great. All right. So the stock market is still doing well year to date. You know, while the stock market went down in September and it was very concerning to people, not just that it went down, but that, you know, the bickering in Washington goes on and on. And there was the debt ceiling uh, discussion, which really does scare investors Uh, that got kicked the can down to uh, uh, December. So I could see, you know, getting close to the end of the year, investors are going to be nervous once again over this topic. But year to date, the S&P 500 now is up over 20% for the year. Uh, The Dow Jones is up 17% and the NASDAQ is up over 16%. So as we, we look at all the drama that's going on, we have to keep in mind that, hey, we are still up this year and we're doing well compared to average years in the stock market. Well, yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, again, you mentioned time horizon. Um, You know, the stock market's been going up and up and up. I mean, there's, you know, China sneezes and there's a little drop uh, in the market. It just it's amazing what does and doesn't affect the market to me. Right. Uh, Yeah. Up and down daily, just based on, you know, the information we have in the news and we can get caught up in the minutia of things. But, you know, if we think long term, we tend to come out ahead in this, but uh, the bond market is opposed to the stock market. It's just had a terrible oh, year. Bonds have been terrible. I mean, bonds and CDs. I mean, if yes. you have your money in bonds or in certificates of deposit, you're not even coming close to keeping up with inflation. Then, So that's where a lot of money has been pushed into the stock market because, you know, investors aren't getting uh, good returns in many other types of investments. Um Many investors, though, who have their money in annuities, especially when it's linked to the stock market, are doing pretty well compared to a lot of other safer minded investors. But it's a it's an interest starved world. There's fewer and fewer choices for people to look at these days. So when the markets start grumbling, you know, because of this, that or the other thing, now investors are a lot more tuned in than they used to be. And it's very nerve wracking. So this discussion is very important. Any financial advisor should always have this as an an important topic with their clients. 
Right. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. So, so what's the solution to market volatility and in, in the, in the markets out there? Well, I've, I put together eight uh, plans that are, are solutions that individuals should uh, consider. And first and foremost is one is have a proactive plan in place. And that is, we know that the markets are going to drop. Sometimes they go down a little bit like they did in September, then come right back. Um, then there's going to be periods of time where I call it the dam breaking, where the market goes down hard and it could be over an extended period of time, like a 2008 or a 2000 to 2002. And we have to expect at some point, Tony, that this is going to happen again. And what is our game plan ahead of time? Is it just to react as these things are happening or do we already have preset monitors in place, such as if this happens, considering, let's say, my time horizon, I have the time to make up for it if you're a younger investor or if you're in retirement and you're needing this money or going to be needing this money soon. Can you afford to go through those types of downturns? And, you know, knowing that information up front can be important in, in deciding, OK, what exactly do we do ahead of time? Should we restructure our investments so we give up some potential returns in the market but knowing that if the market fails, we're going to be okay to some degree, um, is that appropriate? Or sometimes do we just wing it and decide when the market dips, we'll figure it out at that point in time. And, and for me, that's not a good plan. That's just, you know, winging it as you go. And that's not going to be where the most successful investors are. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you don't want to wing it when it comes to your money or the markets, especially. So uh, that's true. And, and, uh, too many people out there. So th what's the next uh, thing or solution, uh, that we need to know about when it comes to market volatility? Well, number two is determine your risk tolerance. And that is do a quiz. You can do quizzes online on my website. I have my, uh, risk tolerance quiz up that people can do, and it helps to determine how much of your money should be in stocks versus bonds or safer risk investments. And that could be really important. Um, I know right now stocks are dominant. So, you know, a lot of people are benefiting by riding that wave, throwing all their money as possible into the stock market. But if you're a more cautious investor and you've got all your money in the stock market, and you, especially if you don't have number one put in place, that is that proactive plan, you're set up for a disastrous situation. Yeah. So if number one, have that proactive plan in place, yep. number two, have your assets put in the right baskets. And if you're unsure, definitely that's where you have a need for a financial planner. Yeah, figure out your risk this together. To make sure yeah, they're not absolutely. all at risk in the risky basket. That's, that's, that's really good advice right there. So what's number three? All right. Number three is don't try to time the market. Ah, yes. Um, now, Delbar, which is a leading financial services firm uh, that uh, I've known for a number of years, um, they do research and they've looked back in time. Going back to the year 1994, they've been able to measure investors' decisions on buying, selling, and switching into and out of various types of, of stock investments and using you know, short and long-term timeframes in which to do that. The results from Delbar have consistently shown year after year when I get their research uh, article is that the average investor doesn't do nearly as well as the overall stock market would indicate. And that's because too many investors are involved with trying to time the market. Mm. And I have this discussion regularly, Tony, with my clients and they, 
you know, after we put together this proactive plan, I might get that phone call from the individual who says, okay, you know, things are looking pretty scary. Should we get out of the market? And, you know, my always, my, my discussions with these individuals are invariably, well, we put together that proactive plan for a reason. And I've considered your risk tolerance and we put together the right uh, basket of money that's in stocks and other types of investments. So you should feel easy as we go through this process. You know, we have to know that there's going to be periods of time when the market's going to dip. And especially this year where we see the market doing well, there's always going to be a pullback. And many times investors are looking for any reason to pull back, especially the big investors. Um, so that's where, you know, you, you um, have to know, first off, that your advisor, as well as yourself, none of us have that crystal ball to know when to get in and out of the market. So don't try to do that. You know, even the best uh, investors on Wall Street can't time the market well. It's been proven time and time again. You can't do it. So not. So don't try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Timing the market. That's a big one. I, who was it? Um Warren Buffett said it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. Right. right? Yeah. But don't put too much of your eggs into the market if, if your risk tolerance says don't do that. Even though you might give up some potential return, in the long run, you're probably going to fare much better. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Well, okay. So that was three. Uh, you said you have eight to go through. What's the next one? All right. Number four is dollar cost averaging. And that is investing at regular intervals, whether the market's up or down, and do it on a consistent basis. And results have shown over time that investing regularly, so let's say you're earning a paycheck and you're in your accumulative or accumulation years uh, looking to invest. You know, a lot of people want to put in a lot of money into the market when the market's going great, and they want to slow down or not invest in the market when the market's going down. But the results show completely the opposite. In fact, if just over time, you consistently invest in the market, and if you have extra money setting aside, regardless of where the market's positioned at the moment, continually putting money in over time, you will have a very successful retirement, especially if you start earlier rather than later. If you start later, you can still make it happen. I've done plenty of financial plans for people that got started late in life, and I could show them exactly what do they need to do in order to make their retirement happen. But one thing you don't want to do is look at the mood of the market and make your decisions as to what to do. Do it on a consist consistent, continual basis. And when you get to determining you know, how, where your nest egg should be in, whether it's all stock or all safety or somewhere in between, is be diligent about that. Don't stray. Don't try to get caught up with what's going on with the market. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's another great one. And uh, when to buy into the market, how much uh, dollar cost averaging your way back in. Um, that's that's always smart. Uh, what's number five? Well, this is an obvious one. And this this might sound almost laughable, but number five is look for profitable, profitable opportunities. No, you know, Yes. You mean and we should look is, for profitable opportunities? I had no, I had no idea, Jim. We do. And so while we're, we're looking at some of the other things, and don't worry about the mood of the market, is there's going to be inefficiencies in the marketplace. And especially during downtimes, we can always look for distressed industries because mutual fund money managers, to some degree, 
Tony, control the market. Where they put their nest egg for their mutual fund investors often dictates how well the market is going to go. So if they, let's say they leave a certain industry for a while, and it's an industry that's still growing and doing well, and all of a sudden you've got a, a good company with good profits, and they're making good prof products for people, and you look at their stock price and it's way undervalued compared to others that are, you know, industries that are more in favor. That's a good time to, to get involved with a stock, you know, purchase it and wait and be patient. You know, Warren Buffett, I know you just quoted him. He said that anytime he makes a purchase of a stock, he has a three to five year time frame. And if he doesn't make that break even point within three to five years, he's out. But he's patient enough to wait. And if you can see and get in at a stock at the right time, even if you have to wait a couple of years to see uh, the fruition of it, you, you're going to be a smart uh, and good long-term investor. Yeah. So profitable opportunities mean more than just, hey, let's just look for good profits. Right. It's not a question. It's not a matter of that. It's looking for what's the price of that stock based on their fundamentals, their their earnings per share, um, You know, looking at their cash flow, financial statements. If you can learn that information, you could be a pretty good investor. But if you're not, it's really important to rely on other people that do this for a living. This is something I do, Tony. Um, I work with money management firms that are intimately involved with what's going on in the stock market, consistently looking for what we call market inefficiencies, where industries are not being looked at too well by the big players, where we could get back in at a low point in time. All of a sudden, that industry becomes back in favor by mutual fund managers, and we got in at the right time, and we're able to have a nice profit off of that. Yeah, 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 and I think that's really important. Obviously, uh, that's good. You want to make sure you're in the right place to take advantage of opportunities when they come along, and working with a financial services professional like yourself is going to do that. Uh, what's number six on the list of uh, market volatility solutions? Well, especially when we're trying to minimize market volatility, Tony, diversification is very important. If, if our focus is on pure growth, Tony, and if we can spotlight a couple of stocks that we know have good long-term track records that are going to do well, well, sometimes it, you can get better growth by undiversifying yourself. So that is, if you have a long time frame, you can take more chances. But as you're getting you know, closer to retirement, we're very concerned about market volatility. You're in retirement as well, and you're into stocks. We want to make sure you're diversified across all the sectors of, this, of the market. There's 12 sectors, Tony. We want to make sure that we have your nest egg in a number of those uh, different sectors. And not to get too top-heavy into one sector, like a lot of people these days have gone really heavy into technology stocks which are going great today. But if you're too heavy in it, if you're in retirement, that could lead to a lot of volatility because those stocks, when they go down, they go down pretty heavy. And that can be very nerve wracking, especially for a more conservative investor where their risk tolerance says, don't, don't have all your nest eggs in stocks. Uh, you shouldn't do that. But also other types of investments outside the realm of stocks could include bonds, annuities, um, real estate investment trusts, precious metals, um, also in the stock market, international investments. Um, in times of high inflation, Tony, if we look back historically, 
when the, the when the growth of the world's uh, economies are growing at a decent rate, which kind of is happening right now, Tony, and as well as we're having kind of high inflation throughout the world due to the pandemic, that creates uh, disruptions in the market. But we tend to see foreign stocks do better over that period of time. So if we could have some of our nest egg, not all of it, put into the foreign markets, whereas over the last decade, a lot of investors haven't done that because we've had relatively slow growth, but the stock market is in the U.S. has gone you know, through the roof. Foreign stocks have not. There are some very good buys overseas. And a lot of companies that you would think are U.S.-based, like Nestle's, um, they're not a U.S.-based company. But they're a terrific stock buy if you look at their overall fundamentals. In a high inflationary world, especially when growth is strong throughout the globe, that's the time period of when you want to start entering back into the international market. Yeah. Not to say that, that everybody should do this, but diversify. And if you're uncertain as to where to diversify, again, that's where the need for a financial advisor comes into play. Sure. sure. So diversification, we always hear that. Uh, but you need to understand what and how. And I th I'm glad you brought that one up. So talking about market volatility and dealing with it, uh, what's number seven on your list? Right, we're getting close now. So let compounding work for you. Um, Albert Einstein uh, was widely rumored to have called compound growth the most powerful force in the universe. And Warren Buffett, coming back to him again, yep. once said a number of years ago, that the Native Americans who received $24 from the sale of Manhattan back in the year 1626, that's, that's now 395 years ago. Wow. If, if with that $24 that they received from Manhattan, had they took that money and invested it and got a 6% compounded rate of return on their money, Today, in today's terms, that would be worth well over $2 trillion, which is more than right now the, the actual real estate value of Manhattan itself wow. at this point in time. So that's where, you know, compounded returns over, of course, we none of us has 395 years of works, which to allow compounding to work. But the same approach applies. If you have 10 years to go and if you can average uh, with the compounded returns, let's say six, maybe seven, eight percent a year, that's where you can make your retirement happen. Get it up to a certain amount so that when you're ready to draw off that money, it's something that can last over a number of years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, exactly. And I think that's really uh, important as well. So uh, compounding interest, you know, it's the eighth wonder of the world. So you got to take it. Right. You got to take advantage of it. Now, uh, what's what's the what's the final market volatility solution you want to talk about? Well, I would also say to individuals, and I know this is difficult, but try not to dwell on the short-term performances of the market. Now, uh, I did have one of my clients call me this past week and said, "You know, uh, my Tesla stock is doing fantastic. You know, and it's and also with all the the drama going on, should I sell this stock?" and I told this person, well, no. I mean, if what's your objective with this money? Is it to use it anytime soon? Um, if do you have a long time horizon, you know, I went through those questions with this individual, and afterwards, you know, this individual decided to stay with it. But they were really when they they called me, their intention was, you know what, I'm nervous. Let should we just get out? And the answer is invariably, well, if you're nervous now 
um, you probably should not have gotten into the stock to begin with because there's going to be plenty of time periods, regardless of the stock, whether it's Tesla or Apple, Amazon, you go down the list where there's going to be some downturns. And the same is going to apply to Tesla. You know, she wanted me to guarantee her that Tesla's stock was not going to go down. And I can't do that. But over time, especially because I looked at the fundamentals of that stock and it's improving, looking a lot better than it had been uh, uh, over the past year, that if you're looking for long-term growth, that, that's a, one of, of many decent uh, growth opportunities. So look to the long-term. The best investors look long and not short. And then the question is, well, what's the difference between long and short? It's, it's really an arbitrary discussion. Um, I typically look at long-term as uh, two years and above, but really more like five years and above, but two at the bare minimum. Uh, if an investor can't handle the drama of the market and they're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, and that's more important to them than what happens two, five, ten years down the road, then we need to make some changes. But if they can think through and you know look past the short-term movements of the market, which is, again, unpredictable, none of us has that crystal ball, you have a much greater chance of being successful. So long as those first two steps were followed, and that is having that proactive plan in place, following your risk tolerance, those two things alone, then when you get into the short-term performances, you're worried about it, well, don't worry about it because we've already put that plan in place and we have your, your nest egg put into the right places, you know, certain percentage in stocks, certain percentage in bonds and so forth. Sure. Yep. And that sounds good. Now, great list. So there they are, the eight uh, really solutions to market volatility, things you need to be aware of. I think we've had a great show. We're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to put a plan in place to accomplish these things? Well, if uh, callers want to get a hold of us to set up a meeting, complimentary uh, phone conversation, um, if you want to go onto our website, you know, for callers in Wisconsin, you can call our office in Lake Geneva. Number is 262-729-4128. In McHenry, our Illinois office number is 815-331-8096. If you want to set up a, a, just an initial phone conversation or if you want to do a Zoom meeting, if you want to meet us in our offices, that would be perfectly fine. Um, also, the website www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. There's a number of things out on that website that could be of use to investors, but you could also do the risk tolerance quiz on our site. You can view our past couple of podcasts. And, and again, all of our various podcasts are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So reach out to us if you have any questions. We're here to help. All right, Jim. Well, great show today. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at kramerfinancialtalk.com. 
Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Crayman Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.